Hello and welcome to a special edition of the Escape podcast with me, Simon Calder. And me, Charlotte Hindle. Today we're looking at great opportunities for travel in 2020. I've been kind of putting together a wish list for the new year, which I hope will perhaps lift some winter gloom and give you something to look forward to. And Charlotte is uh, going to heckle. May I start? Yes, yes, you do. Um, Montenegro, that's uh, my top sunshine destination, I must say. I've been thinking about sunshine places and they're all very, very southeast from the UK. Um, Montenegro, of course, a fragment of the former Yugoslavia, um, spent quite a long time kind of glued to Serbia, but it's uh, now fully independent. And if you went all the way down the Adriatic coast of uh, Croatia and carried on, you would end up in Montenegro, a small country, of course, the size of Wales, inevitably um, not great beaches along most of the coast, but some extraordinary fjords. Yes, actual fjords like you'd see in Norway, only warmer and I must say cheaper. And it's increasingly accessible with uh, flights into uh, Tivat, but also dead easy to get there from Dubrovnik because the airport in Dubrovnik is almost on the doorstep of Montenegro. I think a lot of people get there by boat, actually. Well, either cruise um, 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 or, um, um, you know, by some type of, um, you know, independent um, tour boat um, that might be going along the coast. Uh, yes, and well worth uh, checking out the options then. But I'm going to go one step beyond uh, the first time I ever went to Albania in about 1986. Uh I went in via Montenegro because that was the way you got there. You you went to the capital as it was then, uh, Titograd, um, now with Podgorica, and across you went by road into Albania. But now EasyJet is going to uh, fly into the capital, Tirana, uh, Mother Teresa Airport, of course, on May Day 2020. And last time I was there, I must say there seemed to be a lot of beaches with not very many people on them. Um, few people, some Italians, but not many others, have uh, discovered the uh, very well preserved by uh, decades of dreadful Maoism, communism. Um, there's a lot, lot to see, uh, lovely people, and uh, I think... The fact that EasyJet is going there means that uh, other people will go there. You've been there. What do you think? <laughs> I've never been impressed. Sorry. OK, let me try this with you then. Sharm El Sheikh. Um, this is not in any way a summer destination. But if you want to get away for the winter, then it is now back on the departure screens. Thank goodness. Uh, just before... The first flight went in on the 19th of December. I snuck in ahead and I, it looked, um, well, quite different from what I'd remembered. Now, just to remind you, uh, in 2015, very sadly, 224 people lost their lives when a Russian aircraft crashed shortly after takeoff from Sharm El Sheikh. It was blamed on a bomb placed on board the aircraft uh, while it was on the ground. In the wake of that, uh, the UK organised an airlift of all the people there. 
and after that uh, banned any UK airline from going to Sharm El Sheikh um, they could still go to other parts of Egypt um, because there were concerns about the security at the airport that was finally lifted after four years uh, and it's taken a couple of months for the tour operators to go back but um, it is very much uh, open for business if a couple you, of months? I thought it'd taken much longer than that. What to organise them? No, uh, they they it was about uh, third week in October, I think. They lifted the ban. I went to see the Egyptian ambassador, who was uh, pleased as anything. But what's different is that they have built a dare I say it Donald Trump style wall mm. all around it um, and checkpoints. It reminds me quite a lot of the Berlin Wall, only warmer. And that is because there are insurgents, uh, been lots of terrorist attacks, very sadly, and they want to keep all of that out. So they've built a wall and it uh, uh, is quite uh, at night. You can kind of see this uh, fortification. Um, but of course, the diving is still great. The water's still wonderful. The snorkeling is terrific. And uh, you're going to have a lovely warm time there and they can't wait to see the British back which is good yeah that is really good uh, and I'm, I'm going to suggest this but not if you don't want to transgress foreign office rules if you're in Sharm El Sheikh then actually it's only uh, three or four hours up the road to Israel and to Elat and from there only about another 20 minutes beyond to Jordan and from there you can go into uh, into um, Saudi Arabia if you've got an e-visa so all those countries four of them uh, top end of the um, uh, Gulf of Aqaba maybe go and check that out continuing our southeast journey Dubai I'm always looking for new reasons to go to Dubai um, I'm one of these grumpy people who first went there in about 1994 um, and uh, it's been well I, from my view going downhill ever since because it used to be a very charming place but one thing I love is the QE2, yes, this great ocean liner, um, which I think uh, first sailed in 1969. And she was kind of washed up in 2009 in Dubai and left there really to, well, rot. I don't know if that's fair, but certainly she has been lovingly restored, not with lots of Dubai bling, but just as she was when she left the Clyde. So I strongly advise you to check it out and you can stay you can stay on board you can do although it's not actually in a terrific part of dubai mm. um yeah i i you, you i i think the trip around it is very exciting um it may be if they're doing a special you think yeah let's spend a night there it will be very very atmospheric and i'll tell you what the breakfast is terrific i um jumped off a flight from tokyo went straight there and had a marvellous, marvellous breakfast. Um, I'm only going to mention one city and it's a funny one and it's a kind of a country as well. This is Luxembourg and from the 1st of May it's going to be the first country in the world to have completely free transport and that means you can go really quite easily to the capital um, which is Luxembourg City and have a look at all its um, a uh, gorgeous old town, the excellent restaurants, and then go off and explore the rest of the country all for free. And you can even go to Schengen, um, the well-known Luxembourgeois village on the border of France and Germany, which is where they signed the agreement on Schengen. 
So that's why Schengen exists. Are you mm, tempted? Yes, I've been there before, but I would love to go there again. I'm just wondering, uh, what am I doing? I'm getting a no-frills flight well, in you, there, you, am you, I? You might be, You quite possibly. Um, I, last time I went in, it was on uh, Ryanair, very cheap. Um, but of course, these days we have to go by train if we possibly can. And what you do is you buy a uh, any station in Belgium ticket from Eurostar, which only costs about 10 quid more than an uh, a, a Brussels ticket then you catch the train down to Arlon and you kind of make your way from there you may have to pay a couple of euros to get to the border after that everything free what certainly won't be free is sports holidays in particular the Olympics in Tokyo I'm going there not as a um, competitor but as a tourist and just remind me um the the months for that uh, late july into august and a uh, hot humid time to be in tokyo i don't know why they're having the olympics then but obviously uh, international sports and television contracts are are a law unto themselves and um, now you will be thinking possibly oh i'm not going there crikey it's going to be way too expensive and there isn't going to be anywhere to it will be absolutely full and busy well they're not i've looked at all the olympic host cities sydney 2000 uh, athens 2004 beijing 2008 uh, 2012 of course in london 2016 in rio and they have exactly the same uh, pattern in terms of accommodation and flights the airlines the uh, hoteliers think we're going to make an absolute fortune and some of them do and they put their rates up but then uh, with a few weeks to go, the others realise, oh, crikey, we've still got lots of uns unsold space. So if you go there, you'll be able to afford it if you save it till if you don't book till a few weeks beforehand. And furthermore, you might not get tickets for any events, but um, you can go and watch the marathon, for goodness sake. And all the tourist attractions will be emptier than usual because there won't be any real tourists there. Uh and I'm just going to mention, in the context of sports holidays, Euro 2020. This is the um, uh, national teams competing to see who is the best team in Europe. And a couple of interesting venues. They're being played all over the place. Quite a lot in Glasgow and, and London, actually, in Wembley. Um, but Baku and St. Petersburg, good excuses to visit there. And if you haven't been to centre parks in Ireland, I've been to quite a lot of centre parks. Um, this one is, I think, probably the best. It's certainly the shiniest and newest. It's got its first full year in 2020. And even with the ferry crossing to Ireland, for a lot of dates, it's cheaper than the UK sites. So consider that. Do we move on to British breaks? Yeah, it sounds good. Uh, so um, I did a very exciting thing for me anyway in 2019 in august walk across morecambe bay uh you can do this very very comfortably and entertainingly and safely and safely because you are led by the guide who takes you across the sands now you have to remember that you're going to uh going to be in in the north sorry in the irish sea and you have to follow all the instructions and the you have to go on a guided tour and that will almost certainly involve charity and you can either of course make a donation yourself or seek sponsors or whatever um, a fun day out in a wonderful part of the world and while you're in the northwest well why not walk or cycle a stretch of hadrian's wall um and at the other end of the country very exciting thing i did was follow 
Cornwall's Foy River from its source, which is very close to uh, Brown Willie, the highest point, as you know, of Cornwall, and just follow it down to the sea. You'll have really an adventure along the way. Uh, nearly at the end, but I've got, uh, well, three uh, places if you're wanting to do something adventurous. Ukraine is the great overlooked country of Eastern Europe, mm. I think. And in particular, the trip out to Chernobyl is not uh, a, a theme park adventure. It's a really serious uh, episode where you are going into recent history and trying to understand what happened in what could have been the world's worst nuclear disaster. And you're probably staying in Kiev when you, you do are, that. You are staying in the beautiful capital city of uh, Ukraine, Kiev. I think it was one of the three great cities of the Soviet Union, the others being Moscow and Leningrad, now St. Petersburg. And I've always thought the friendliest, the most charming, certainly the most beautiful scenically, although uh, St. Petersburg's got the edge on pretty much anywhere on the planet. Um, across to North Africa, so exciting. They've got a proper train there. The first real high-speed train in North Africa. It whizzes down from Tangier to Casablanca in about two hours. But the great thing is it also stops in the capital, which is, I'm sorry, I'm going to put you on the stop, on the spot. You are. Uh, Rabat. Oh, yeah, very good. So not, not many people go <laughs> but there. But it's called the Marrakesh Express, right? No, it's not. Uh, that's that's um, that's something I want to do because it reminds me of a 1970 hit by Crosby, Stills and Nash. Some say young. I think they're wrong. So Crosby, Stills and Nash. Marrakesh Express, a Graham Nash song indeed from the uh, late 60s uh, that, that the Hollies didn't want to record. Are we going slightly off point here? Um, anyway, uh, it, it's a wonderful way to explore Morocco to go by train and now you can do it quickly and excitingly. And one final thing, the Falklands. Uh, the I, Falklands? The Falklands, yes. I've never been there and um, I would love to go and I'm more inclined to go because there's a, a new cheap air link that goes from uh, Sao Paulo in Brazil, which is absolutely the aviation hub of South America, straight to uh, the Falklands, uh, uh, Mount Pleasant Airport. It may stop in the city of Cordoba in Argentina along the way and you can actually come back uh, into Chile, uh, into Punta Arenas, and then travel up to Santiago. So a really multi-dimensional journey through South America. And I hope you have many multi-dimensional journeys through 2020. And thank you for listening, and thank you, Charlotte, for heckling. It's a pleasure.